The politicization of the judiciary is hardly a new issue, but a case now being heard by the Supreme Court on whether or not elected judges should be allowed to solicit for campaign contributions could make the political leanings of lawyers and judges all the more relevant. We know there's a Democrat in the executive office, and we know that the legislature is controlled by Republicans. But beyond the individual leanings of the nine members of the Supreme Court, what do we really know about the judicial branch of government? Hello and welcome to the Harvard Kennedy School PolicyCast. I'm your host, Matt Cadwallader, and today we're joined by HKS Assistant Professor Maya Sen, an affiliate of the Ash Center who's been studying the effects of ideology in the American legal system. Professor Sen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So I bring up the Supreme Court case because uh, it seems especially relevant now that we think about how lawyers and judges, how their politics uh, influence our legal system. Uh, you've been studying what their leanings are. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into this specific uh, line of questioning? Yeah, sure. So I, I should say this is co-authored research with Adam Bonica who's at Stanford, and Adam Chilton, who's at the University of Chicago. Mm -hmm. But the reason we got interested in this topic is because we, we knew a lot of people had been speculating about the political leanings of the courts. In fact, if you, if you know anybody who's a lawyer, they kind of know that various courts have different reputations. So some courts are known as being more liberal. Some courts are known as being more conservative. For example, the Ninth Circuit, which is the federal court that whose jurisdiction spans a lot of the West Coast, is known for being quite liberal. Um, but these are mostly anecdotal impressions, right? So we have all these anecdotal impressions about different courts leaning in different ways. The Supreme Court is being somewhat polarized. Um, at the same time, the courts are incredibly important in terms of political issues that we care about, in terms of constitutional issues that we care about, same-sex marriage, Affordable Health Care Act, uh, campaign finance, these are issues that go straight to our courts. And so understanding the political leanings of our courts is actually incredibly important. And besides these anecdotal impressions, no one really had a systematic understanding of the leaning of our nation's courts. And so um, my co-authors and I started off kind of thinking about this problem, and we tapped into a couple of really interesting data sets, which I can, I, I can tell you more about. But what we found is that lawyers in the United States, right, the pool from which judges are selected, lawyers are actually fairly left of center. So maybe around kind of close to the ideology of maybe like Bill Clinton or we, Andrew Cuomo is actually very representative of the, the median lawyer. Um, on the other hand, judges are a little bit more conservative than that. So judges are actually closer to Chris Christie or um, Christie Todd Whitman or sort of a center-right politician. Mm -hmm. And we actually see that um, the higher the court, the more politically important the court, right? So as we get closer to the Supreme Court, um, the more conservative it becomes. So the more that it appears that politics plays a role in how judges are actually selected. And no one's ever been able to determine this before. We've had anecdotal evidence, but now we have sort of hard data on this. Now, when you pursued this, did you have a specific goal in mind in terms of what you thought would happen with this kind of research? Um, not, not, not really, <laughs> okay. actually. Right. So we wanted to actually determine these patterns first. And like I said, no one's really able been able to determine kind of these questions uh, before. So we didn't start off with kind of any goal. And we, we actually didn't really know that these patterns would exist. But mm -hmm. the closer that we looked at the data, turns out that lawyers themselves are actually pretty left of center, but judges are a little bit more conservative. Mm -hmm. So 
Now, how does that actually affect the workings of the judicial system? I imagine that um, does that show in in the actual uh, you know professional obligations of the of the officers of the court? Well, so that's an interesting question, and and there's been a lot of research on this, and it's actually a little bit outside of the scope of our paper, but. There's been some really terrific work by scholars like Lee Epstein um, and Cass Sunstein and other folks who've actually shown that ideology is actually really important in the way that judges decide cases. Let me give you a concrete example. So we know, based on work that Cass Sunstein has done, that um, judges who are appointed by Democratic presidents simply tend to vote, more, are more likely to vote in a liberal-leaning direction. And judges who are appointed by a Republican president are more likely to vote in a conservative-leaning direction. Um, who appointed you is actually a pretty crude measure of your leanings. Mm. We actually have much better measures of this. So one of the things that we're hoping to look at moving forward is to kind of examine this question, right? So if we if we can tell you that judges are a little bit more conservative, does that actually translate into more conservative rulings? And that's actually something that we hope to look at. How does how does that happen? That the majority of the lawyers are slightly liberal, and the majority of the judges, presumably lawyers before they were judges, uh, are are slightly conservative. This is a this is a great question. It's a really important one and we actually think that this is something about which we need to do more research. So what we see happening, right? Our our study looks at a very aggregate level. So we're looking at the United States, we're looking at different states. But what we think is happening is that um, because judges, excuse me, because lawyers lean to the left and because Republicans or or more conservative uh, political actors Um, consider the courts quite important and want there to be conservatives on the courts. And this actually makes sense. It's very rational for them to want conservatives on the courts. Um, What we think is happening is that um, conservatives are actually sort of getting encouraged to consider careers in the judiciary, right? And so one of the analyses that we do in the paper um, is we look at graduates of top law schools. So law schools that are traditionally ranked in the top 14, which is a very prestigious group of law schools. Um, And what we find is that um, conservatives who graduate from those law schools are actually more likely to become judges than our liberals. Right. So we see that kind of like if you have the credentials to become a judge and you're conservative, you know, there's actually an infrastructure in place to encourage you toward a career in the judiciary. And this makes a lot of sense if you're a conservative political actor because you want strong, good, high quality conservatives on the nation's courts. Mm because the courts decide such important cases. Why why wouldn't it be that liberals wouldn't have the same reaction or the same desire to, you know, have have an influence on the courts? Well, liberals do too, right? Sure. Um, so liberals want strong, good liberal judges on the courts, and we mm-hmm. have really good examples of that. Um, it turns out that one of the things that's going on is that it appears that the courts actually reflect what's going on in Congress and in the presidency. And so if we have a Republican-controlled White House or a Republican-controlled Senate, then the judiciary is going to reflect that a little bit more. And so this idea that kind of politics interacts with selection and that's what gives us what our courts look like is something that we think is very powerful and it's something that we need to think about a little bit more. So I imagine there are a lot of uh, political scientists who are very interested to look into this data and see how 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 it's affecting our system. Uh, have you heard from anybody about uh, ways that it can be used? Well, so we've gotten very interesting reactions from this for, from this research. I'm glad you asked. Um, we've had very provocative pushback, um, kind of saying that while this is, you know, this th- these patterns that you see is is actually really great for democracy because what we're seeing is we're seeing the involvement of politics and judicial selection, and what that does is bring the diversity to the table, 
right? If we just had a judiciary that just reflected lawyers, plain and simple, it would be very uninteresting. All lawyers or all, excuse me, all judges would be to the left of center. And the fact is, and this is something that Eric Posner actually said to us, the fact is that is that Republicans are actually interjecting ideological diversity onto the courts. Um, we actually don't disagree. We're, we're mostly kind of reporting what we see in the data, which is that we see this kind of inter- interjection of politics and judicial selection. And it's true that this has the effect of making the judiciary more diverse than perhaps it would be if politics wasn't a consideration. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a, there's kind of a separate question, which is, what does this mean for the kinds of cases that judges end up deciding? And what we think it means is that judges end up deciding cases perhaps in a little bit more of a conservative direction. But again, this is something that we need to do a little bit more thinking about. And we also, I think, as political scientists, as social scientists, need to do a little bit more thinking about what this means for who the judiciary is and whom judges actually represent. Do they represent lawyers? Um, They don't, right? Um, Do they represent the American voter? Not necessarily. Um, do they represent political actors? And we actually think that judges, from a descriptive perspective, actually look more like political actors than they do lawyers or the American voter. So it's just something that we need to do a little bit more thinking about kind of what that means. Mm-hmm. You spoke before about how the legislature, the Congress, the president had an influence on the leanings of the judges. Uh, did you see any influence on uh, elections, uh, judicial elections on this? So we did. We looked at um, we looked at state high court judges, so state supreme court judges and state lower court judges as well, and we found some really interesting patterns. So one of the things we found is that state supreme court judges tend to be about as conservative, slightly less so than federal courts. So they're they're actually more conservative overall than than are lawyers in those states. Um, this suggested to us that politics is also playing a role at the state level. So there are certain states where Judges are simply more conservative than you would expect, given the underlying pool of attorneys. Right? It seems that uh, politics is an important criteria for state political actors in terms of who actually ends up on the bench. Um, there were a few states where we actually didn't see that as much as we would have expected. Right? So there were states in which one political party, and this was almost always the Republicans, actually stood to gain from interjecting politics into the selection of judges. And we didn't see that. And that was curious to us. There, were, I think I believe one state was Florida and I believe another state was Missouri and perhaps Kansas. Um, it turns out that those are actually some states in which people are starting to have conversations about judicial selection. And it seems like there's sort of reform efforts kind of underway in some of these some of these states to actually think about whether more politics should or should not be brought into the selection of judges. So where we didn't see it, it looks like there's actually conversations starting to happen hmm. about the way that judges are selected. It's very interesting. So where do you see this uh, research going from here? Well, a couple of different directions, actually. So um, one of the things that's fascinating to us, um, really, really interesting patterns, is that there's a lot of um, kind of variance within legal ideology, right? And there's there's variance within kind of the lawyer population, right? Lawyers are pretty liberal as a whole. They're somewhere, they're more conservative than academics, but everyone's more conservative than academics. But they're more liberal than, say, doctors or accountants or people in the finance industry. So it's a pretty liberal group. 
And yet lawyers are actually one of the most politically powerful groups in the United States. Um, the American Bar Association is one of the largest political donors um, in the country. And so the ideological leanings of lawyers is actually really fascinating. And so we're, we're doing sep a separate line of research actually just looking at ideological sorting within the legal profession. Um, it turns out that there are law schools out there that are graduating pretty much liberal-leaning lawyers, and there are law schools that are graduating pretty much all conservatives. Hmm. So there's a pretty high degree of polarization, even within this one profession that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And this extends to law firms as well. So there are law firms that are overwhelmingly liberal in orientation, and there are law firms that over, are overwhelmingly conservative in orientation. And so we're doing a little bit more work looking at those patterns and actually thinking about linking those up to who decides who argues cases before the Supreme Court, right? We have a Supreme Court bar. Who are those lawyers who are arguing mm -hmm. all those important cases that affect so many of us? Who are they? Are they conservative? Are they liberal? Um, are judges agreeing with them? Are they disagreeing with them? What does that tell us in turn about judicial ideology? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of really interesting patterns for us to look at. Well, Professor Mayasen, thank you so much for being on PolicyCast today. Thank you. You've been listening to the Harvard Kennedy School PolicyCast. Produced by Matt Cadwallader and Molly Lanzarota. Follow us on Twitter at PolicyCast.